This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store. Like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio Astronomy, the podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. We're running a special series of daily episodes in celebration of Back Garden Astronomy Week, taking you through everything you need to know to get out and start observing the moon. Back Garden Astronomy Week runs from the 2nd to the 9th of March 2020, but if you've missed it, don't worry. The tips and tricks from the series will work just as well at any other time of year, and you can always sign up at www.skyatnightmagazine.com forward slash backgarden to receive your free beginner's guide. Day 6. A small telescope or a set of binoculars will help bring the moon to life, revealing features which are too small to be seen with the unaided eye. The lunar highlands, the bright bits of the surface between the dark seas, contain numerous craters. A set of binoculars will reveal some of these, but when you look through the eyepiece of a telescope, you should be able to make out a great many more. Ray craters are one variety which look very striking through a telescope. They get their name from their appearance of bright rays extending outward from the initial crater. The rays were created by material thrown outwards during the impact which first created the crater. One of the best examples is Crater Tycho which is quite easy to find. It will appear towards the moon's south, if you're in the northern hemisphere anyway, just below the largest blob of the dark lunar seas. Another striking crater is Copernicus, which is located in the middle of the dark seas. If you're having trouble finding them, you can always find a map in the free guide you receive when you sign up for Back Garden Astronomy Week at www.skyatnightmagazine.com forward slash backgarden. That will still be available even after the event is over, so don't forget to grab one. Once you have found one of the ray craters, either Tycho or Copernicus, 
Try following one of the rays as far as you can as they spread out from the crater. These rays are usually only found around younger craters. When lunar material is first exposed, it appears bright and reflective, but over time the sun's radiation and bombardment by micrometeorites causes it to darken and blend in with the surrounding landscape. Looking at the surface of the moon is a common way for astronomers to work out how old the lunar surface is. With some clever detective work, planetary geologists have been able to work out exactly how old the lunar landscape is. One common method is through crater counting. When a geological event creates a new feature, such as a large meteor impact or lava floodplain, these features will be relatively smooth. Over time, meteors bombard the surface of the moon, leaving behind small craters. As the moon has no weather or active volcanoes to wipe these away, they remain on the surface. The longer the rock has been around, the more of these craters there are. By counting the number of craters and seeing how many overlap, astronomers are able to gauge how old a lunar feature is. Another way to gauge the age of the surface is to send a space mission, such as the Apollo missions, to go and look at the rock in a certain area. By chemically analysing these, it's possible to accurately measure how old the lunar rock or dust is. As humanity only has samples from a limited few places on the Moon, we can't use this to date the entire surface. But scientists can use the result from Apollo rocks to calibrate the ages found through other methods. Once a feature's age has been determined, it's possible to work out the relative ages of other features nearby, depending on whether they over or underlap each other. If you have a sea which is 2 billion years old, and a crater sits on top of it, it stands to reason that that crater will be younger than 2 billion years. If you have another crater overlapping it, this crater will be younger still, and so on. The Moon has gone through five different ages, each related to a particularly large asteroid impact which affected a large portion of the lunar surface. The oldest of these ages is the pre-Nectarian. Any rock dating from this age is older than 3.9 billion years. Next is the Nectarian Age, after the collision which created Mare Nectaris, or the Sea of Nectar. These rocks are between 3.85 and 3.9 billion years old. Then comes the Imbrian Age, from the impact which created the Sea of Showers. That covers the era between 3.2 and 3.85 billion. Then there is the Erastathian, which created the 59-kilometre-wide Erastothenes crater. This is the longest age covering the period between 1.1 and 3.2 billion years ago. Finally, there is the Copernican Age, which covers everything younger than 1.1 billion years and is related to the creation of Copernicus. That's it for today. For detailed guides about what to see on the moon, why not subscribe to BBC Sky at Night magazine? Check out the latest print and digital subscription offers at www.skyatnightmagazine.com forward slash subscribe and discover more great sites on the lunar surface each month. <laughs>